Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. I'm your host, Perry Phillips, and because I've killed so many brain cells, I feel like I'm getting dumber as I'm getting older. So the podcast is a great way to learn more about the things that I love. So each week we take a look at topics from the world of pop culture, including music, shout out to hip hop, movies, sports, comic books, video games, psychedelics, cannabis, and more. And the format might not always remain the same from week to week. I'm all over the place, what can I say? And I love the idea of a podcast that changes and grows with our listeners. So before we get too far, if you're listening so far, head over to ittybittypodcast.com to subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. And make sure to say hi to us on social media. It's pretty much at ittybittypodcast for everything um, but without further ado, man, the Itty Bitty Podcast is anything but Itty Bitty. So let's get it going. All right, guys, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about cannabis. It's been a little while since we've talked about cannabis. As you guys know, I'm a big pothead. I like to smoke weed. I like to smoke weed and get stuff done. Smoke weed, work out. Smoke weed, work on the podcast. Make some moves, hustle, all that type of stuff. So this week, uh, I have a guest that I met through Instagram, you meet a lot of cool people through Instagram. So if you don't use the internet to to socialize, it's um, well, what are you doing? Um, I used to just not use it for that, and I'm kind of regretting not using it because you meet all types of people. So Troy came on, and we had a great conversation. Um, he's Buzz Bros Instagram account. Um, he calls himself. Uh, what does he say? Something he's like just a brother with a camera and a blog or something like that. So he likes to take photos uh, and document the cannabis industry. And he's he's big into the cannabis industry. So I'll let him tell you a little bit more about his story. Uh, we had a great time chit chatting. We talked about hemp. We talked about growing. We talked about RSO, which is Rick Simpson oil, which I've talked about that on the podcast before. We got into politics pretty lengthily, which we haven't really done on this show before. So that's towards the end. So if you're not into that shit, you can fucking skip out or listen or don't, whatever you want to do. But anyway, I've said it before on this show. This is not a podcast about buzz bros. This is the itty bitty podcast. It's anything but and it starts now. Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's the Itty Bitty Podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's the Itty Bitty Podcast. So, Troy, we're recording. Um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Why don't you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you're all about? What's going on, everybody? My name is Troy Leatherbury. I'm from uh, the Philadelphia area. I go by the handle of Buzz Bros on Instagram. Um, what I'm about, I'm about the cannabis industry, and, and I guess I, I got into it. I think I told you before when we talked uh, leading up to this, uh, about five years ago, when it when it appeared that there that we were headed towards the end of prohibition, it was inevitable that we were headed towards the end of prohibition on cannabis. I wanted to get involved. Uh, I've been in, been running people's businesses for thirty years, man. I'm fifty years old. Since I was twenty, I've been managing other people's businesses, making money for them. I own a little fitness center of my own, but I was like, there's a little chance for me to you know get a little piece of the pie, make a little something for myself in an area that I really you know, really have a lot of interest in. So, uh, I set out and, and started studying the cannabis industry, man. I, I started, uh, reading whatever I could find and listen to whatever podcast I could find. And, uh, it took me down a path of, you know, I started going to shows and everything and I met up with some guys in Boston, man. Am I rambling on? Do I need to let you talk a little bit? No, no. Okay. I'll I'll get uh, in, I'll with, get in when I what I'm what I need to. I'm just letting you kind of tell your story right now. Awesome, awesome. I met up with some guys from uh Boston, man, uh called Beantown Greentown and and the rest is history. They were just some real cool guys. Uh 
you know, they were, they're entrenched in the, in the industry in, in Massachusetts. As a matter of fact, they got Massachusetts on lock. I think I asked you if you knew who they were. Um, if you're in the Boston area and, and you're at a cannabis event, Beantown, Greentown is it. You can Google it. They 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 rolled a 120-pound joint or 120-pound, 120-foot joint uh, on 420 last year. So I'm from um, – no, I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I'm from Massachusetts. No I think I told you this when we talked yesterday, but I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts. I grew up there. Um, I moved away about 10 years ago. So it's been about 10 mm-hmm. years since I've been to, in Massachusetts. And so okay. um, I'm not super familiar with the cannabis industry in Massachusetts. I know they just got legalization. I've been into one of the little dispensaries. I was in there the last time I was back home around uh, Christmas time. And uh, so right. I've checked it out and stuff. And um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of uh, that's that's one of the reasons I reached out to you. I saw the Beantown shirts. And so I just I, right. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the things I, I wanted to ask you about. So go ahead. Oh, OK. Sorry. Didn't mean to yeah, so, so those guys, man, I, I, it's funny. I call them the Wu-Tang Clan of Cannabis. You know, they, they have, you know, a while, <laughs> this big group of guys, man, they're all awesome. They all got their own personality. There's girls, too. You know, they all got their own personalities. They all bring something special to the table, man. Uh, Andrew Muddy, they're, the leader, is is like my unspoken mentor. You know, I uh, I ran into another guy, one of the growers, Dr. Fire. When I was in Boston. I couldn't find any wheat. You know, I came to Boston on in february of 2019 now you guys were legalized in what september of 2016 i believe and there were eight dispensaries open in the entire state (laughs) in the entire state none in boston so i was at a convention in boston and there was no weed in town um so i went out after the convention and you know trying to find you know where to party at and I ran into Dr. Fire, started talking to him. I met uh, Andrew Muddy. Man, those guys, you know, we talked a little business. Those guys took me out. Um, another conversation for another time. We ended up at Phylos's party. Do you know anything about Phylos? No. That's Google that. That's a, that's a whole nother. That's a great podcast for you, Phylos. Um, if you want to, if you want a podcast in the cannabis world, Phylos is a group of people. From what I gathered at the party we went to, they their claim to fame was they were going to help the little man, the little growers. And what they were, what they do is, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not a scientist by any stretch of imagination. They bio, some bioengineer like grafting plants to get the best genetics out of each individual plant without having to go through the process of breeding the plant and breeding out the, you know, the crap. Out um, of them. um, so what they promised was they were going to store all these all this information for everybody and help all the little growers, and apparently they went overseas and now they're taking that information and doing what they please with it. Um, but that was just they set up shop in Boston at, at one of the shows and they they promised to be a, a big time you know Robin Hood and it was terrible with the outcome is what it seems. So like I said, I, I, I definitely wouldn't put this part into your podcast. Maybe you take some excerpts out of it. But uh, it's definitely a great idea for a podcast down the road for you. So um, wait, they so, they they wanted to do like basically like Robin Hood type stuff. So they wanted to help out the little guy, but they didn't end up doing that. Is what you're saying? They didn't end up doing that. They ended no. up skipping town with everybody's information. Like imagine if you grew, uh, uh, you had the Mac plant that's out that everybody wants, and you invented it. Right. And you just wanted to pull everything that was perfect out of that Mac so you could cross it with something else that was perfect. And these guys came along and said, hey, not only will we help you do it, but we're, we're going to do it in a shorter period of time mm. um, with their technology. And apparently they skipped town with it with the uh, with everybody's information and they haven't done anything for the, for the uh, community. At least they hadn't as of a couple months ago. There was a gym in Massachusetts or I think it was in Brockton. And they they had been open for years when I was growing up. And one, I think a couple of years ago, they took a bunch of people's memberships and then just shut down like the next couple of days. They were gone and oh, yeah. just took off of people's money. Oh, every day that happens. Yeah. Every single day. It's crazy. Um, somebody just told me that the other day uh, here in Pennsylvania, somebody, uh, they, they collected memberships. And they actually they fired employees uh, with no notice. 
and they had the employees sell memberships the day before. Oh, damn. They, they shut down. Yeah, so that's that's real bad. I worked at a restaurant one time, and I lived in Southern California, and they had started as a French restaurant, and they had always kind of hinted that they wanted to make it less French and more like, you know, uh, fast food type, get come in quick, healthy, like pita type mm-hmm. food. And so one mm-hmm. day our staff came into work. They didn't know anything. All of a sudden they were a new concept. It was like they had changed a couple of little things here and there. But one night overnight, they just completely changed the concept, had new menus that they didn't tell anybody about. And like, yeah, it was crazy. That was the craziest thing. I, well, I, I quit that job that day. I was like, this is ridiculous. So yeah, I've seen some crazy, crazy shit with yeah, some business yeah. owners. I, I, have, I have a good 20, 20, 30 years in the food industry as well. So yeah. <laughs> I could tell you probably the same, yeah, same stories. You know, they sold the recipes, didn't tell us. Like we just happened to find some paperwork in the restaurant. Oh, you guys are, you guys are selling out, closing up. So that's, I guess that's the way it works. Did you grow up in Philly? Yeah, I grew up, uh, I was born in Southwest Philadelphia and my family moved to the suburbs when I was like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Myself, the cannabis situation? Sorry. sorry, what's the cannabis, the cannabis situation? situation? Oh, man, I got a great story for you. I got a great story for everything. So when I was living in southwest Philadelphia, when I was a little kid, um, you know, we didn't have a ton of money, and we ate rice a lot. We always had we always had protein, but we had rice pretty much, you know, four or five nights a week. And it wouldn't always be gravy for the rice. Sometimes we just melt a little butter on top of it. So we had this one little pot. My mom would put the leftover rice in and melt some butter in with it and stir it up. And she would say to my older brothers, don't you be down the street in the alley smoking pot with those guys. So as a little kid, all I could picture was this pot with this butter. And you know how good butter smells when it's right. heated up, in a, from being, especially from being in a restaurant. I loved, I loved as a child to smell weed. Every time I got a sniff of it, it's like, you know that smell when you're walking down the street now and you smell, there it is. Right, yeah. When I was a, when I was a child, man, I fell in love with it. But I was an athlete, so I didn't smoke for the first time until I was a sophomore in college. Another great story that involved a pair of boobies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like my sophomore year in college, I smoked. I didn't smoke more than once in a year probably until I was 26 years old. And uh, that's part of a story I wanted, wanted to tell you. I, I, I'm all stories, man. I'm just all stories. I talk a lot. No, no worries. Um, I, I followed all my friends around. You know, I was an athlete. You know, we, we went to the bars when I got home uh, from college and went, went to work. Everybody went to the bars for happy hours. Thursday night, we went to the bars. My buddies that were athletes, they went to the clubs. They were chasing girls. It was, oh, let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink. And all I knew was two, three beers in, not even two, three beers, 15, 20 minutes in, everybody else, their night is getting better and better. And I'd be freaking, can I curse? Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. I'd be fucking miserable, man. Like, <laughs> I, I just didn't enjoy myself. Now I'm standing around, and I don't want to be a party pooper. You know, I'm, I'm posing for my friends, trying to be the life of the party, you know. I'm not even drinking. I'm go- I- I'll be honest with you, dude. I'd go to the bathroom Poor beers that I'm paying for in a fucking toilet, just not just to look like I'm not fucking a lightweight and I'm, I'm having a good time with everybody else, but I didn't enjoy it. So fast forward, I'm 26. Guy gives me a fucking joint of some really good weed, man. And uh, I had it for about two weeks. One Friday night, I just didn't feel like going out. I was annoyed at the world and I fucking sparked that joint up on my on my balcony and I don't remember putting it out. But I remember melting into my couch and putting on a movie, and it was the greatest movie I'd ever seen in my life. And over the next year, I became myself. Um, I, 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 I adopted my personality. I stopped trying. I stopped regurgitating what other people were doing. I stopped trying to live everybody else's dream. I just I, my own individualism came out. My I became an individual. Um, and I contributed a lot to marijuana, a lot to cannabis. I don't like to use the marijuana word. You know why for that. We've actually um, talked about tri- that on, on the podcast. We had on our first uh, first episode that we did about cannabis. We That was like one of the mm-hmm. first things that the, my guests talked about. Um, 
the, that yeah the word marijuana is more der- of a derogatory term and so i yeah. and i honestly that stuck with me and i like anytime i try to post like i'll say weed sometimes but i i try not to say marijuana um but yeah i, was, I, I like saying weed just because it's like you know hey 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 smoke weed every day but yeah <laughs> um, yeah i mean you you know where marijuana came from um from back in, in, in when they, they changed the name of it to make it sound more Spanish, more Mexican. And they were saying the Mexicans were the ones that were, the Mexicans and the blacks were the ones that were smoking marijuana. Right. Um, Cause the Mex- Mexicans were working in a hemp field. You know, all that background. Yeah. I've heard that, that before. Yeah. I, I want to read something to you, man. I don't yeah, know if you put this on or not, but so this guy's name was Harry Anslinger. Okay. Uh, he was a director of Federal Bureau of Narcotics from 1930 to 1962, and I totally don't mind if you edit this out, but it'd be you know I don't edit anything like out. I, the only things I'll <laughs> edit out are like you know little bumps and stuff here. I'll clean it up a little bit, and then like if there's like uh, yeah, pretty much that's pretty much it. Unless I say somebody's yeah. name that I know, you know, or yeah. somebody that I'll edit that out. But I really don't edit this podcast much. I don't have time to. Okay. I, I'm barely keeping up. It I understand. <laughs> so you can say whatever you <laughs> I, want. I understand. So this guy, this is this is his article that he wrote. He was director of the Bureau of Narcotics from 1930 to 1962. Okay. The primary reason to outlaw marijuana is its effect on the degenerate races. Marijuana leads to pacifism and communist brainwashing. There are 100,000 total marijuana smokers in the U.S., and most are Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. Their satanic music, jazz, and swing result from marijuana usage. This marijuana causes white women to seek sexual relations with Negroes, entertainers, and and any others. Reefer makes darkies think they're as good as white men. Marijuana is an addictive drug which produces its users it produces in its users insanity, criminality, and death. You smoke a joint and you're likely to kill your brother. Marijuana is the most violent causing drug violence causing drug in the history of mankind. Yeah, it's safe to say that pretty racist. Well, I mean, even if you throw out the racist, you know, connotations to it, it's just everything that they've done so far to to put a stigmatism on marijuana. Like, if you just go back and look, they, there's a reason for it. They, it's This is just somebody else's so uh, why, somebody's personal vendetta. Why do you think that I'm is? Sorry, well, if you if you look at what's going on now with trying to legalize it, um, most of the bills that are put forward allow uh, people with small crimes, small marijuana crimes to be, uh, and I, there I go saying that word, small cannabis crimes to be, uh, have their records expunged, to be let out of jail. Uh, stop and think of how many people come off of probation because of that. Stop and think of how many people are no longer controlled by the government. You have a lot of brown people, a lot of minorities that are controlled by the government. What's wrong with Mike Bloomberg's stop and frisk? I'll tell you what's wrong with it. They were stopping and frisking brown people. All my white friends got weed on them, man. Right. My brown friends got weed on them, too. I got a quick story about that. My brown friends are the only ones that got felonies. So yeah, they're the only ones that got felt. I'm sorry. Get it. No, I just I, I got a quick story about that. When I was in I went to college very briefly and I mm-hmm. was with one of my buddies. He's white. I'm half Puerto Rican. So if you look at me, you'll think that I'm I'm a white guy. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you know me and you know my story, then you'll like you'll you'll realize that I'm I'm actually Hispanic as well. So we were both traveling across campus and we had picked up. I think it was like an ounce of weed. This is when I was living in Massachusetts. So we pick up an ounce of weed and it's a very like upper, upper class, um, campus. So very like, Uh well, like it's average, um, average, like amount of money is, is pretty high. And so I was from the town Mm -hmm. next door, you know, I got a scholarship to get in. They gave me the most money to go there. That's the only reason I went there. It wasn't my top choice. It wasn't like the school I wanted to go to. And so we got, went, we're walking across campus one day, it's cold out, it's, it's snowing, there's a bunch of snow on the ground, and we pick up about an ounce or, I forget how much weed it was, we pick up a bunch of weed. It's in mm-hmm. my buddy's backpack, and as we start to walk across campus, we see one of the cop cars, like one of the campus police cars, pull up next to us, roll down the window, and they're like, you guys want a ride? And we just picked up a, a shitload of weed, so if we can't say no, 
because it's mm-hmm. like it looks sketchy as fuck. So we just tell him, yeah, sure, we'll get in. So we get in the back of the car, close ourselves, our own self into the back of his cop car, sit there, and I'm just praying that he doesn't smell this weed. He drove us across <laughs> campus. We got to the other side, told us to have a nice day, let us go, and we walked away and just wow. like thanking God that we've uh, somehow we fucking somehow we made it without them mm-hmm. smelling that weed but yeah it must have been his nostrils were frozen from the snow or something but <laughs> that's funny but anyway sorry it's absolutely funny it's scary it's scary stuff i mean to stop and think about how frightened you were at that moment because you wanted to smoke a plant that makes you feel good right i mean stop and think how when's the last person that overdeed on marijuana When's the last person that got seriously ill from consuming marijuana? Alcohol tears families apart. Right. This, is, this isn't even you know the forte, what I came to talk to you about, but I can talk about this stuff all day because the reasons they outlawed cannabis in this country and around the world are, are just absolutely – are mostly racist, but they're absolutely – they're just another man's agenda. You know, whether it be big pharma, whether it be the tobacco company, whether it be the alcohol uh, companies, um, it's just somebody else's agenda. And now you're looking at uh, people looking at their budgets getting cut. Uh, You're looking at uh, a a big portion of society that's been under control, not being under the control of the government. And here's another thing. And I told you I ramble. Here's another thing. Anybody. And I'd love for somebody to correct me on this. Anybody that purchases cannabis has committed a federal crime. So when you give your driver's license and you purchase cannabis, you go, you're on that list. You're in that data bank. So when you go to purchase a firearm or when you go to get your carry and conceal, and I'm not saying I want a firearm. I'm not saying everybody should have firearms or whatever, but your Second Amendment right is stripped from you because when you go to purchase it, there's a question on that application that says, do you use or purchase illicit drugs? And, and cannabis is a Schedule One narcotic. So at any moment, they can snatch the rug under you from that for having that what would be deemed an illegal firearm, and it's a federal crime. So you have effectively neutered a strong part of our population, mostly minority. Hmm. So what's your thoughts on like psilocybin and psychedelics and stuff? Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I, I did, I shroomed a few times. Uh, I did acid a couple times with some friends. I don't think I do them at my age now, uh, because I'm a little afraid right now, to be honest with you. But, uh, I mean, I'm hearing more and more that, uh, and I, I don't have the experience to, to back it up, but I'm hearing that a little microdosing is very good for your mental health. Um, yeah, actually, I tried I, microdosing some version of it last week. I'm I I'm, oh, really? I'm, I'm a big um, big mushrooms user. Um, yeah. I tried acid a couple times. I'm definitely into doing that again. Um, but yeah, I've I've taken mushrooms enough to to know that they have a lot of positive effects. Like I, I attribute it to me quitting smoking. Um, I attribute awesome. it to my weight loss. I attribute it to, you know, just, uh, overall better mental health. You know, I've, I've, I don't mm-hmm. think I've been depressed, you know, I don't even know, think I know what depression feels like. I know like after drinking, I'll have that after day drinking, um, depression, but, um, mm-hmm. as far as like that goes, like, yeah, my mental health is a lot better and I take them like once every couple of years. So I'd argue that they're almost as important as cannabis as far as decriminalization. They're like a reset like, button? Almost like a reset button. Yeah. Like you'll take them every awesome. couple months, like kind of reset and like, yeah, but I think the, like you said, you're, 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 you're kind of nervous to take them. Um, and I think a lot of people are just cause you hear a lot of not so good things about them so i think that there needs to be more research for that and i think with cannabis too i think that if you legalize across the board you get more of a chance to have better quality um better consistency as far as that goes Mm -hmm. and you have a way to you know regulate and make sure it's it's done safely um 
And well, regulation is the key. I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Regulation is the key to everything. Right. I, I've argued with people that you should uh, legalize heroin and regulate it. If you legalize heroin and regulate it, I guarantee you, when you go to the store, you're not. Nobody's buying fentanyl. Yeah. Nobody's That's overdosing. Exactly. Yeah. I've I've had this See, I've so, had this conversation with with my wife before about um about like legalizing across the board she doesn't think that that's a good idea i'm i'm more of, of for the idea of doing it and then yeah regulating it and like letting people decide like if somebody wants yeah. to shoot up heroin let them shoot up you know just like they're deciding gonna, anyway yeah they're gonna <laughs> do mean, it it's my brother be... died of a heroin overdose right my brother died of a heroin overdose uh, a few years back i mean i appreciate it yeah. um and and just like we're talking about mental health, like my my brother, there's a line from a Wyatt Earp movie. And uh, Wyatt Earp's, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie, Kevin Costner's wife was portrayed, she was uh, drinking opium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doc Holliday says to him, for this world, or for some people, this world is never going to be right. And that was my brother. You know, I loved him. You know, God rest his soul. I wish he was still here. But, you know, I mean, he that was what he just needed it. You know what I mean? He just needed it, and he was never gonna get away from it, no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, life, soul, you know? life is is if you actually think about it, like on a larger scale, life is is not to get all philosophical and shit. I just did a dab before this. I always like say on the podcast, I need to stop doing dabs before <laughs> I podcast, and then I do a dab and podcast. <laughs> Um, but like, it's, it's, it's a struggle for a lot of people. You don't think about it. Like some people, if you're doing well, you might not necessarily think about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are, who are not doing well. Um, like it's just a long, long life, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's short, but like 30, I'm 31 right now. Um, and it just kind of, it, I don't want to say it flew by, but like, I enjoyed a lot of my time on this earth and. Uh, yeah. Man, you're a baby yet. I, I, baby I ain't saying yeah. I, I. I wouldn't kill to be 31, but I'd do some shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> 31 is a beautiful thing. Yeah, the I, life is fragile. I don't and take I it for granted. People, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably say to people once a week, you know, uh, that getting old ain't for the faint of heart. Um, but guess what, man? Life is beautiful at the same time. It's absolutely beautiful. I was going to say you <laughs> do me. on your Instagram page, you have uh, a few of those like the selfie Instagram videos. I uh, the rise and grind. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to spruce that up a little bit. That's going to evolve into something something nice in the works with somebody to uh, with a producer and, and a videographer to make that nice. And, and my whole reason for that uh, during my time. Um, have you been to any shows? No. You need a cannabis show yet? No, not at, so, at this point. I think I told you I'm where we have our, our kid coming yeah, here in, in July. So right now I'm just laying low, just kind of working on the podcast and saving okay. money. But I'd like yeah, to. I understand that. I'd like to. I mean, I, I'm i lucky. My, my wife's a physician. So, um, you know, I'm not – and I have my, my own business here. So I'm not tied to brick and mortar. So I could get out – and see what's out there. And I went to National Cannabis Industry Association. I went to their business event. And uh, the business event was in Boston. There was another one in San Jose. It's just just like the Harvest Cup and the Indo Expo. There's a bunch of vendors there. Um, just to see what was there, man. And you wouldn't believe it. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. The, the seed salesmen are right there. Uh, all the art and everything. There's got to be some trademark infringement <laughs> going on, um, like with the Bugs Bunny and Simpsons characters, where they draw them all stoned and everything. Oh yeah, but, um, for sure. Yeah, I started going to those events and everything, and I realized that the left hand in this industry doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And I'm, I, I don't want to insult anybody by making that statement. It appears that way, you know, like you got. Guys, like there's a guy named Rasta Jeff. Uh, he has a podcast called the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you don't mind me plugging another podcast no, on here. Um, he's the greatest dude, man. He gives grow lessons. Uh, and he literally takes you from planting your grow to smoking a fucking joint. And he will teach anybody in the world, any ADD person in the world, how to grow. He's a great guy. Um, the podcast is awesome. So I listen to him. Um Andrew Muddy from Beantown, Greentown took me under his wing. Uh, and then there's a guy in Detroit. I don't know. Have you seen this guy named Chef, An- Chef Anna with the pot? Chef Anna? No. 
Something Chef maybe. Anne with the pot, man. On YouTube, you, maybe? You gotta, he's on uh, Instagram. On Definitely Instagram? Definitely uh, friend him on Instagram and check him out. You're going to want him, You're gonna want to interview him on your show. So, I mean, he goes to like Walmart, man, with jars of weed. And he'll walk up next to somebody and say, ooh, you dropped your weed. And he's got him on camera. They're like, nah, that's oh, not shit. my weed. You sure? <laughs> oh, well, maybe it is. And he just gives out weed. Like, he'll... He did this thing where he'd announced that uh, he was giving out, you know, jar, three jars of weed and it'd be at, at Walmart at such and such time. He's standing out with his phone while people were pulling the chips and shit off the aisle looking for his jar of weed. That's I don't funny. know how he got away with it at Walmart, but you can look at his posts. And see <laughs> I feel it. like you can awesome. get away with anything at Walmart. Well, I mean, there's great personalities in this, in this industry. Nobody knows that each other are out there, but there's also since since we're basically a black market industry, there, there's no real place to get good information um, that you know is good information because it's not free information. You got to go to the internet and you're going from other growers. This guy might have only been growing six months and he's telling you like something crazy to do to your plants or you got some people that are just looking to make some money and they're telling you their product is the greatest thing. You burn your shit up. So what I what I think I've done is kind of a combination of met a lot of people in the industry that I'm introducing to each other. Um, and also I've, uh, helped people, you know, as far as business, as far as I got off track, as far as my, uh, rise and grind, like I've been in the business industry since I was in the business world, since I was 15 years old, running businesses, uh, restaurants and so forth. I ran a couple banks, uh, I've coached, coached high school basketball, uh, coached AAU basketball, coached, coached a couple guys that are in the pros, um, I've done a little bit of everything and I, I hit this damn vaporizer and I'm on a tangent. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, have you but, seen that documentary murder mountain on Netflix? I, I started watching it. Um, you mean where like people are disappearing and shit in Humboldt County? Yeah. I had never heard about any of that stuff. Like you think Humboldt County, you think weed and you think hippies and all that stuff. But Apparently it was like it got, shit got pretty fucking real up in murder. Uh, they started calling it murder mountain. So, I mean, you can only yeah, imagine. I mean, well, you got, you got people disappearing up into the fucking hills. If they're disappearing into the hills where the cops can't find them growing weed, they ain't going to find them with that 15 year old that went up there and ran away, yeah. you know, and ended up there with them. It, it, that's crazy deliverance type stuff that was going on up there, man. Yeah. It got I'm so sure bad. The cops is. wouldn't go out there and shit. And like, yeah, yeah. it was, it was fucked. I didn't know all that. Um, yeah, they they were policing their own shit. There, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but you know, I, they were booby trapping it and everything, so nobody discovered their grooves. And right. yeah, that's and that's kind of what I'm talking about when when you're talking about the the levels that people have to go to for this plant, man. Come on, man five five drunk guys will start a fight. Five stone guys will start a band. <laughs> and I don't want to keep bashing alcohol but every but the reasons for keeping this drug this uh this drug for keeping cannabis illegal are just totally bogus right you know my thing and uh when people i think a big a big problem that i've seen too is that with with cannabis a lot of people equate legalization with you know forcing people to smoke weed or it's i feel like people people misinterpret that and don't understand like that, that we should have the option to get it just like you have the option to get alcohol, which I think I agree with you. Alcohol is a lot more dangerous. Um, but do I think that everybody should smoke weed? I don't think that everybody should smoke weed. I think if it's for you and it's something that you enjoy to do, then you should do it. I mean, I've had, I've, Mm -hmm. I had my first weed panic attack. I've talked about it on here in, you know, over 10 years of smoking pretty much every day. Um, you know, I had my first weed panic attack when I went and saw Avengers Endgame (laughs) and it was like, it was a real, like, I thought I was dying. I, I, I thought that I was dying. Yeah. And I I was, I kept saying, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And then I went home and I was, was it edibles or was it smoking? It was RSO. It was Rick Simpson oil. Yeah. And nobody told me (laughs) they were, nobody was like, they were like, yeah, take it. Just take, uh, you know, they, they they said take a decent amount, but I'm like, well, I, I take edibles all the time. When I take edibles, like, it doesn't do shit for me. The only edibles that yeah. I would find that it, that used to work for me were the 70 milligram Chiba Chews. 
Um, yeah. Those things w- would fucking rock me every time. And so I was like, oh, I can do this. I did like, you know, half the little, cause they come in the little syringe. So I did half the little syringe of the RSO went to go see the movie and I got, you know, it's a three hour movie. I got about an hour and a half in. I'm like, I don't feel shit. And then it gets to the end scene and it just hit me all at once. And I, at first I thought my mind was broken from the, the movie cause I'm such a big nerd mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh shit, my mind just got blown from <laughs> Avengers Endgame. And so at first, I, and then I thought I was having a stroke and I started going through the list. I'm like, okay, I can, I can feel my arms are just really heavy. Like, and then I kept forgetting to breathe. And so then it just movie ended and we left and we had taken my car and I told my wife, I'm like, you have to drive. And she's, she looks at me and cause she doesn't do any of that stuff. So she looks at me and she's like, um, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, just, just if I, if I say I need to go to the hospital, you know it's we might need to go to the hospital and she's like you're freaking me out and so like it was to that level i like i had yeah. never felt like that so i went home and laid down and i was good after that yeah it's t- any, anything that you're consuming man anything that you're swallowing did, did you ever watch weedikit no it sounds familiar though so weedikit is a show that's on the vice channel um and it's a guy that goes around the country like he went to uh Freaking! Uh, they went to the Congo, where the soldiers are forcing people from, you know, forcing people from their homes and their like where there's the settlers are there. So they're going, they're literally picking up all their belongings and walking ten miles to the next spot and settling and building new mud huts and crap. But they cultivate cannabis. Oh, shit. <laughs> they, they grow and sell. That's how they make their money. They grow and sell weed. What is that on? So he goes. Um, it's on, it's the vice channel. It's on, on cable. Vice. If you, if you just look, yeah, if you got a Comcast and you say vice channel on, into your TV, you should get it. Um, you ever see that be, I, be real show looks like it would be fun. Be real show yeah, looks be, like it'd be, be fun to go on. on. It's on the vice channel. Yeah. That's pretty good. The one where they sit and so, smoke uh, in the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fong <laughs> Appetit. Yeah. What, yeah. 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 yeah it's a, the cooking show. Oh no no no! I'm so talking he, about the one where they like they hot box the car, like be real. Oh, hot there. box! Yeah, that's yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. that's on the Vice Channel as well. Yeah. But the what I was saying about the uh, the the Rick Simpson or one of the episodes, he uh, the guy was with a little girl that had cancer. I think it was leukemia she had, mm-hmm. and they were giving her Rick Rick Simpson oil. But they were giving her like the dosage they gave were giving her. They gave this guy like one tenth of what she was getting, like four times a day, and he mm. was just whacked for like ten hours, man. Right? Did it? Um, does it? Have you ever heard? I've heard that it's I'm supposed sorry. to work with with cancer as a treatment. Is that actually true? Does that actually that's work? Ex- so that's exactly where I was just about to go. Have you ever heard of uh, Darren? Damn it! What's his Darren Miller? I gotta look up. He's gonna kill me. Um, I put something on on Instagram about it, and I just actually contacted him, Darren Darren Stephen Miller. Darren Stephen. So Darren Stephen Miller had uh, he, he was on. Did you you ever hear the Token Dead? Token Dead? No, is it something yeah. that like weed with The Walking Dead? Yeah, it's basically uh, sounds... and they're getting sued by The Walking Dead right now. It's basically that, say, that uh, awesome. a comic book that's the Token Dead and. I mean, I don't think it's the same. They they actually just sent me a book. I got to read it, and and I can give you a better update on it. But he was on on live with them last night, and he was talking about uh, he was talking about how he was he went to the doctor, and he basically told him to get his affairs in order. He had less than a month to live, mm. and he cut his treatment off, and he went and met up. He drove to California and met Rick Simpson back in 1980. And he was basically eating Rick Simpson oil. And he said it, he didn't say it cured his cancer, but he said it ate his tumors. He wanted to be, he wanted to be clear about that, that ate the tumors up. Um, skin cancer, what they say is you can put it on skin. Care. Now I can't speak for it cause I don't see it firsthand and I, I'll, I'll never go and say something's going to do something. But to me, if you look back, at all the hippies from the 60s and 70s with the CBD and the hemp oil and all this stuff. Guess what we're using right now? Right. I saw a CBD Everything at Fred Meyer said. the other day. And when I, I saw a CBD at Fred Meyer the other day, and mm-hmm. I remember when I had first moved out here that when you went to the weed store, if you tried to get CBD, they would, they'd be like, no, it's, it's, not, it's not legal. You can't get it. And then yeah. a couple years later, all of a sudden now I'm seeing it in the Fred Meyer grocery store and like the pharmacy section and you can just walk up and, and grab it and purchase it just like normal. So, well, they, 
the uh, the Farm Act was passed uh, about six six months ago, eight months ago. Uh, is that what could have been longer? So the Farm Act. Um, you know, do you know the history of hemp in the United States? I know, like vaguely. I know when, when it was they, outlawed for hemp, right? Yeah, it was because of again back to the Mexicans smoking marijuana and the hemp. They were working in the hemp field, so they thought that this was what they were using. So they outlawed the growing of hemp in the United States. Now we were still importing it. Hemp makes everything. Uh, Ford. What, what's the father's name Ford? Is it Gerald Ford? Not Gerald Ford. He was the president. Henry Ford. Was the, Henry Ford. That's the one. He uh, made a car totally of hemp. I was going to say in hemp fuel, oh. right? Yeah. 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 And actually there's on that show, Weedekit. No, not Weedekit. There's a, uh, there's a form of a uh, shark tank that's uh, cannabis. It's that cannabis show, I think it's called, and it's basically the cannabis shark tank. In the first episode, the guy had a car made of, made totally of hemp. But there's so many. It's fuel. It's clothing. It's 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 thread. Uh, you can make everything out of it. So we were importing it and not growing it here because it was illegal here, and they legalized the growing of hemp in the United States uh, with the Farm Act about, I believe it's about eight months ago, which in effect legalized cbd but if you'll read any cbd package not one of them make any medical claim if it makes a medical claim you got it black market more than likely or somebody's just doing something illegal and they're gonna get in trouble for it because you can't make any medical claim because it's not not fda approved so uh i mean they can sell all the cbd they want but they just can't make any claims that it's going to benefit your health in any way right like it, it yeah huh yeah that's interesting. So then I, I kind of got off track with uh with the uh with the rise and grind. The, the the reason for it is just to inform man, inform everybody, you know, where to get what I think is the best information. I, I kind of say nobody pays me for what I'm doing. I, I haven't made a dime off it. I've I've spent thousands of dollars doing this, um, and I don't mind. And and you can edit that part out. You know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to say, look at me, but um. I forget what the hell I was saying. I got to stop doing it. The rise and grind. The rise and grind. Um, it's just basically. Uh, I have a background. Uh, background in business. I've run restaurants. I've run banks. Um, I know my own pitfalls as a stoner. You know what I mean. And I know what it takes to run a successful business. So I know all the things I had to train myself to do. And I'm just trying to help other people. Um, it'll get more direct. It'll get better. I'll teach real lessons. We'll talk about paying your taxes and everything. And like the guys that are selling stuff and, uh, you know, they're selling online, still not following their taxes properly, and everything is just something just just sitting there that. They might not say anything about it today, but you know what I mean? Now you're just worried about it. Get your affairs in order. Um, there's there's just a lot a lot to to run the business. You talked about the restaurant and that restaurant that uh that basically went under and changed over overnight. There's I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard there's just ninety percent of restaurants fail and it's not because yeah. they don't have good food. Right. It's not because you know it's because they don't run it right. Um, and if you if you're just buying a bunch of T-shirts and then, you know, you sell you might have bought 50 T-shirts and got them printed up. You don't remember how much you paid for it. It's not written down in the ledger. You're not subtracting how many you're giving away. You're not writing that down so you can write it off and you're not writing down how much you sell it because you go to a show and you sell 20 T-shirts and that money goes in your pocket and you go and buy beer with some of it later on. It's no way to run a business. Right. You know, and, and there's a lot of people running running their cannabis businesses from the seat of their pants. And big farm, not big farm, big business is going to take this thing over in about five minutes, man. It's, it's you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. You know, there's, there is no more mom and pop. So this, this thing right here, this gold mine, you really don't think they're going to let it be mom and pop because a bunch of people that they don't even like, a bunch of stoners – have been growing and smoking, you know what I mean, and selling it for years. You think they're going to give it to us? Bullshit. But the advantage that we have is the knowledge of the industry, the growing knowledge, um, that 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 bro industry. You know what I mean? We have that, but you can only keep that information. But for so long, there's plenty of people that are going to sell out. And I don't use the term sell. I talk a lot, don't I? <laughs> no, that's the point of a podcast. 
my man. I don't use the term sellout as, you know, oh, you're a sellout, but there's going to be plenty of people that, that take that money and everybody that takes that money and gives that information to Big Pharma, just like Philos. Philos came in and snatched up a big fucking chunk of information and ran with it, dude. You know what I mean? Right. So um, what what's bad right now and and what stops it right now is the fact that it's not legal federally. It's it's uh, statewide. It's a legalization. Each state is making up their own mind on what to do, and it, it ain't fair that you know the dude in Detroit. I mean, I, I love Chef Ann. I ain't hating on you, bro. If you ever hear this, but it ain't fair that he can go and grow weed and talk about it and give it out in public, and he can start his business today. And because I live here, I can't do it. It's illegal. Mm. You know what I mean? It ain't fair. Wait, are you not supposed to got, talk about weed if you live in live somewhere where where it's oh, illegal? I, I can talk about it. I can't grow it. Oh, I can't gotcha, go gotcha. go out in the street, hand it out, right. and give it out. I have a card. I have a card. Hey, here's a good one for you. I have a, a medical card. At first, they only allowed us to get tinctures, uh, vape pens, dabs, and and tablets and capsules. They didn't allow the flower. Finally, when they allowed the flower, you know what they said? You can't smoke it. You got to vape it. Mm. So smoking cannabis is still illegal, even if you have a medical card in Pennsylvania. Really. Yeah, it's just they need to. So the, I guess now is a good a time of, of, of any to talk about. So during the the Democratic debates, the question came up about legalization, and Bernie Sanders said mm -hmm. that if he was president on the first day, he would legalize weed across the board and expunge records um, of everybody who's been committed of. Um, I don't know what he said. I'm not that smart, but anyway, yeah. uh, what what do you? Oh, you're pretty I, smart. I, we were gonna talk. <laughs> We we're going to talk about that um, a little bit. So I'd like, I'm curious to hear uh -huh. your take on that. Um, I've heard a lot of politicians. I, I, there's a, a mayor of New York and a mayor of New Jersey, governor of New York and a governor of New Jersey and the governor of my own state. All three of them said, I'm going to legalize cannabis. And guess what? It just hasn't happened. Why? Because they have Republican Senate. Or it's not Senate. I don't. I, and that, that's where I get lost on the houses and the, right. I don't know. You know, our, our, know what I mean, but basically, the day after the Democrat Democratic governor of Pennsylvania said it, it was his intention to legalize legalize cannabis, the Republicans released a statement that said we are disheartened that he would make such a statement with the opioid epidemic that's going on in our state. And it's just, it's all politics, man. It's all posturing. It's all politics. But what do I think about Bernie Sanders saying he's going to do it? Unless he gets the House, you know, unless unless the House and the Senate change hands, he can't do shit. He's going to be Obama. He's going to be, I mean, all the shit that Obama did, uh, you, you look at Trump, and Trump went and signed a bunch of bills and a bunch of executive orders and overturned that shit. And as soon as he's out of office, it, Bernie Sanders come in, he's going to do a bunch of bills and executive orders, and he's going to overturn the shit that Donald Trump did. And then they're going to fight, and they're going to find some dirt on Bernie Sanders, and, and we're not going to get anything done. And we're going to look up three years from now, he's still going to be saying, I'm going to legalize cannabis, unless he can possibly sign a, a, an executive order bill like Trump is doing. But I don't think any of Trump's executive orders, and I don't know exactly how they work i don't think they actually do anything other than saying it is my intention somebody right. else still has to pass that shit i'm pretty sure yeah so i don't know enough about do that it, stuff man. i just i was curious just because that's a bold bold statement to to make um because yeah you got to worry about getting that shit done on the first day but um, exactly i mean so i was kind of like donald a trump, believer donald trump said, type of thing Donald Trump said day one, and it's not about politics, but Donald Trump told you day one he was going to repeal and replace Obamacare. And it's going to be great, and it's going to be better, and it's going to be more improved the first day. And he fucking beat his chest and said this is what's going to happen. One, they still haven't replaced it. Right. And two, the people that vote him in because he said he was going to repeal and replace it will tell you every day he's done everything he said he was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what they say they're going to do, I guess is what I'm saying. So I don't trust any of that shit. Yeah, I just feel like people need to stop treating politicians like celebrities It's and, and start focusing on actual issues that affect people. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's gotten to a point where we just, we like cheer for, for, for them like they're rock stars and shit. And it's like they're not rock stars. They're public servants and shit. 
it's blindly following, man. Blindly following. Somebody says the asshole shit that you want to hear, and they're the guy. Like, right. uh, I, I like what I've heard from Michael Bloomberg so far. I'm black. You right. might think that's crazy. Stop and frisk. You know what I mean? Whatever. Listen, every man's made a mistake in life. He seems legitimately regretful and remorseful over stop and frisk. I understand stop and frisk bad motherfucking uh you know you can't put it out there and not make sure it's enforced the proper way you know what i mean what billionaire runs his own corporation or, or makes the bylaws of his own corporation what right. billionaire has any clue how many women work for him how yeah. many of this are in that department that politics are such a scam or such a sham it's a bunch of fucking people and this is this is why i don't uh, buying what Bernie said. If you if you watched any of the two debates or the three debates just happened, they're just screaming at each other. They're, it's, right. Elizabeth Warren says she's gonna. I'm gonna increase this by 20 percent. I'm gonna increase this budget by twenty percent. I'm gonna increase that budget by twenty percent, and we're gonna tax the rich. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It's just a bunch of please vote for me. They just I, yell at the unknowing and the people that'll listen to that five minute excerpt on CNN instead of reading something. Um, I guess part of why I put up all these posts about what's going on is because every morning I take the time and I read, you know, every article that comes out that, that comes out on news for cannabis from the day before. Like whatever the new news is, I read it. Right. Um, and it ain't the same shit that they're telling us, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm, I'd, yeah. I'd consider myself a Bernie guy. I like. I I feel like he's been saying the same thing for for thirty years. He's been talking about you know about change um i wasn't a big fan of bloomberg um he just no. I, I felt i found myself cringing every time that dude talked i just it, it was i i wasn't a fan of him and my thing is if you're gonna be a so, billionaire and he's he's so against trump i just i don't understand why he doesn't run against trump as a republican like he keeps talking about how he can beat trump well nobody's running against trump run well, against can't, trump you, you know well nobody runs against trump it's the republicans he's he's their delegate they they're like the the standing president is their nomination right, right now. He's got to come in as a Democrat um, or an independent. Um, so he comes in. It's like uh, Trump came in as well. Did he come in? As, no, he didn't come in with an existing president. He, um, the ideals and what he's running on, what he's what he's basing his, his campaign on are democratic ideals. Um, I, I and again, I, I haven't heard enough to throw my support behind them. But when I'm looking at Batman on one end and the Joker on the other end of Gotham City, and they're both in crazy ass costumes and they're going to tear the city up, that's what I see when I see Donald Trump and, and Bernie Sanders. I see Donald Trump as the Joker, you know, right. um, and I see Bernie Sanders as Batman. While he means well, he's dressed in a fucking bat suit and he's making people just as crazy as he is. But don't you, know you mean, think there's something to say screaming. with what he's done as far as like he's gotten people who might not necessarily have been interested in politics like it, even look at Andrew Yang Andrew Yang was somebody who was mm -hmm. fringe who I liked a lot of what Andrew Yang was talking about I was kind of disappointed that he dropped out um, but Andrew Yang was somebody who last year or the last elections sorry last year the last elections he might not have been somebody who would have been even thought of considered so he's kind of i feel right. like bernie's kind of changed the political landscape and he's got people who are regular people now interested in politics and i think that that's there's something to say about that um as far oh, as that goes um, and, and, yeah i didn't mean to get into politics we that there was just something oh, big that happened I, about I, cannabis and, and we're talking we're talking politics and we're talking like gentlemen I, if you don't mind it i love it yeah no i don't um I mean, look at look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden got into the race, and he uh, shit. What do we just? You just said uh, what's that? Oh, you're talking about Bernie getting people involved. Joe Biden was a great. He was a great vice president because all he had to do was smile and not everybody attacked. You know, Barack. 
he was the white guy that came in, the grandfatherly figure, but they put him in this race, and he looks like he's standing there saying, I just want to go home. I know. I just want to go home. Everything being, he says is just angry. He's got, huh? he's got that anger in his voice. Like, he's just like, just leave yeah. me alone. Every time he answers, answers a question at the debate. I can't you guys talk me into this shit. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I've, I did this. I've already done this. I did the shit. I did the thing. Just let me go what home. I shit my pants. Yeah, I mean, it's a great assistant coach doesn't necessarily make it. Listen to Pete Buttigieg. He sounded great until you had to really start talking about issues. And now he sounds like a guy that's barely qualified to be a, to be a mayor. Did even you though see, he speaks very well. There's somebody put up a clip. I think it's on YouTube or somewhere. It's got oh, the Obama. His of, speech. Yeah, it's terrible? like side by side with Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg. I can't say his name, but Mayor Pete. And the judge, uh, I think. And Barack, yeah. And it's just side by side. It's the exact same speech. Well, and I don't think he plagiarized it. I think they said he he had some of the same speech writers. But the issue was when they played it side by side, he literally emphasized on the same words. He like he it's like he practiced speech in Barack's words, like in Barack's tone and everything. Um which is nothing because Barack captured the country by being that calming father figure. Now if when people and I, I keep going back to Mike Bloomberg because I'm the only person that saw this. I think everybody yeah, so I talk. Can I ask you what you like about Mike Bloomberg as far as like? I, there's there's a part there's one part that he said and and what I like about him or what I've liked about him is he is a calming figure. Everybody says he wasn't prepared for that debate the other day. I don't think he was prepared to scream and yell at people on stage. Like when they would say something like that, the outrageous attack. You're a billionaire. All right, you can say whatever you want to about billionaires, but his response was, and, and they were like, "Why do you need all that money?" I'm giving it away. <laughs> like every every response he had was like, "I'll give you the answer if you fucking stop yelling at me and give me a chance to say." It. And he's looking at the camera like, "I'm not going to sit here and scream with this fucking guy. I'll talk." And and he said uh, when they asked him about, it, and uh, I get excited, and I'm not excited because I'm upset. I'm excited because I love talking about this shit. Um, he said. Uh, this country needs a manager. Donald Trump is not a manager. This country needs uh, what was he, a leader. Donald Trump is not a leader. He goes, what this country needs to do, and I'm paraphrasing right now, this country needs to do is elect an official, hold that official accountable, and if they are not doing their job in four years, vote them out. And statements like that are the clear statements without Joe Biden going into a grandpa tangent when he's trying to say it, without uh, – Bernie Sanders trying to prove to me how he loves black people and he hates old white men. I got news for you, Bernie. You're an old white dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't hate Bernie. I just uh, – Elizabeth Warren even is – she's a blowhard right now. I'm tired of blowhards. Don't right. fucking lie to me anymore. That's why I like Michael Bloomberg. I think he's looking me in the face. He's telling me the state of the country and he's not lying to me, but he's not – Telling me I'm a fucking asshole and I'm stupid and only he can save me. That's what I don't like about the current guy. Right. I just feel like he didn't say anything about what's act like the actual issues that are facing people. I think he talked a lot about what he, you know, how he could beat Trump and how how he he almost accidentally slipped and said that he bought Congress. Um, yeah. They caught that little slip up and then he. Uh, yeah, I just the whole thing I've and the fact that I've seen so many of his ads just nonstop. I feel like it's just everywhere. Um, yeah, and he's well, got he's got he spent I think five hundred and five million on advertising. It's yeah. like use that money if take that money and put in fix issues like fit, put put. But he already is though. He already I, is. He says he is. I like, just. I just don't believe him. Nah, I don't know why. He just he just came off as disingenuous to me. I I grew up I grew up kind of lower middle class. Um, you know, didn't uh -huh. always have a ton of money growing up. And just like a guy like that, if he came into our neighborhood, we would have kicked the shit out of him and took all his stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's just the same with Donald Trump. I felt the same way about Donald Trump. It's just I don't think billionaires have any. They're just completely out of touch. And I think he's he's delusional in the fact that he thinks that he can beat Trump when it's like I don't. I think if he if he gets the nomination and steals it from Bernie, I think that everybody votes Trump in a landslide, and I think Trump wins again, and and we have another four years of Trump. That's the way I think. I, you I, got, I, I, I think you got another four years of Trump, no matter what. But I think if you get Bernie against Trump, Trump's going to beat that socialist drum into a hole. And let me tell you something so. about let me. 
oh my god, he's gonna beat it into a hole. Let I don't. Me tell you people don't. I think state. people. I think people are over the labels at this point. You didn't see a lot shit. of like fake news and shit. I think if you How give do you think them, Donald Trump got elected in the first place. Well, the other See, thing, Donald too- Trump, he's a master. <laughs> he's a master playing this game. It, it, I think it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. It's six o'clock in the morning on election day. Do you remember what he did? He filed a lawsuit in Colorado to get the polls closed on time. Did he? Do, do you know what that did? It said all this, all Hispanics work late. They work two jobs. They can't possibly get to the polls right. and vote on time. So we're going to close the polls early. And guess what? That dumbass uh, motion got turned down. But CNN ran with that shit. Right. He's a racist. He doesn't want this. Oh, we're getting feedback a little. He doesn't want the Hispanics to vote. Da, 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 da. But you know what it did in middle America? Some bitch. They're getting out there. We better vote. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's a genius. He told you he could stand, and you can. People can call him an idiot all they want. I don't like. Oh the no, man, he, he's he, he's a genius as far as like marketing and all that shit. And I think he's, he's entertaining. He's entertaining world, as fuck. fuck. You. He's funny. Like he he's the a world, funny. Fuck you. And he won. Leader of the free right. world. Yeah. And it's gonna be it. interesting. He told us we were fat. He told us we were lazy. He told us we were racist, and he won. Yeah. I just wouldn't sleep on Bernie. I think that there's, I mean, it's just, I think if you get them taught, like having to debate and you get the, the spotlight on the two of them and you actually get people listening to the things that Bernie's talking about, I, I think that he wins. I think he has a chance of winning. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to preface this statement so. with, I love my country. I love my fellow Americans, but you give us way too much credit to do what's right. You give us way too much credit. You also, we also to, said to, earlier, I am a baby too. I'm still, I'm still young. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh yeah, yeah, you're a little green. And that's the world thing, hasn't beaten and broken me down right too here. much yet. Yeah, you see, I keep saying Google, 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 because one thing I've learned in my old age is, all right, before you make a decision, read about it, look right. it up, look it up. You know what I mean? And history, history just flat out repeats itself and everything that's going on you can look back at another part in history and tie it up my wife gets tired of me here and i get stoned man and i start gargling off all the stuff that's happening in history like we'll be watching tv and i'll be like this is the same thing as i'm like a lawyer this is the same thing as such and such <laughs> here look at it right here let me google that shit, <laughs> oh, shit. i know my, but, um, yeah. my wife hates history she's like not yeah. about history and i'm all about it so i'm like i gotta watch that stuff by myself if you don't know your history, you're going to be forced to relive it, dude. Um, Firm believer in it. So we're getting close to about an hour. We usually go for an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to? Do you have any final things that you want to talk about? As far we went went by quick. Um, as far as like yeah. you know, being a, a, a business owner, or you know, for the as far as cannabis, or how people can get into the cannabis community, or um, any last well, words of advice it, or anything you want to plug? Yeah, just a couple things. Uh, um, if you want to get into this industry, somebody said to me uh, at that same party, as a matter of fact, it was Phyllis's party. There was a gentleman that owned about 15 dispensaries out in Massachusetts. And he said, if you are going to be in this business, you need to be all the way in this business. You can't be part time because it's moving so fast. It'll just pass you by. Um, you'll just be dumping bad, but good money after bad trying to catch up if you're if you're doing it part time. Or you just won't. You'll be spinning your wheels. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. A couple other things that I wanted to say. Like I said, when uh, when I talked about people not knowing what's going on, um, check out Ross and Jeff Grow From Your Heart podcast. Um, check out Chef Anna in in uh, Detroit. Just just Chef Anna on Instagram. He's a beast. The DGC they have a great pot, a great daily pod cannabis podcast. There's a guy who grows on uh, YouTube. His name is Mr. Canucks. He's a beast. Beantown, Greentown, if you're in Boston and they're doing an event, if you're not there, you're, you're in the wrong place. Uh, and if you're business-wise, uh, the Harvest Cup. i got to talk about the Harvest Cup. Um, that is what everybody – guys, stoners, smokers, this, growers, this is the event you've been looking for. This is what we've been waiting for to culminate – what, what, what we've been doing all you 50 year olds like me go to the harvest cup plan to be in boston 
in November, I believe, Harvest Cup 2020. I believe it's November 14th, 15th this year. Don't quote me. Google that shit. But that's where you want to be. I and might actually be back least, in back in Massachusetts by then. Yeah. Oh, dude, you got to be there. If you're if you're there, check me out, man. We'll we'll, we'll have a great time. Yeah, we'll have a great you know. time. I'll introduce you to a lot of players in the game. Um, and the last two things I want to talk about. There's two people in the community uh, that left us, man. Um, and the cannabis community is really close. The one guy I didn't know him. I heard about him after he passed. I I knew um, I knew of him. Um, of his podcast, his name was Subcool, and there's a lot of people busted up in the cannabis community because of his passing was a sudden passing. And I'm sorry, man, and 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 uh, to his family, my condolences, and to all his friends and followers, my condolences. The other guy went under the radar. His name was Chef Derek Butt. Uh, he was in Canada, and he put on a series of grow lessons on uh, YouTube that they kept pulling down everything. He he finally succumbed to cancer. Those guys put out a lot of free information. They did a lot for the industry, and thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And last but not least, man, this was such a surprise. You asking me to do this? Um, you see, I'm so green. I just babbled. No, I didn't talk. I didn't. I always give enough. people the opportunity at the end to 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 you know see if there's anything that they want to say, and they usually say like two words. So this is great. Uh, thank you, man. That's what I want to say. Um, just you recognizing what I'm doing. Um, I, as far as what I'm going to do in the future, like I said, I, I take the pic. I go to shows. I take pictures and videos. Try to get people's information out there. Um, if they don't have a photographer, a videographer, try to help them out. Get their YouTube channel set up. Just trying to spread the word and help people out right now and learn what my niche is going to be. Uh, buzzbrews.com i'll have my website up with the commerce store on it and then for me it'll only sell the products that i've seen work that i've seen people use hydro brew tents and stuff like that um if if i haven't if i don't know that they can help you grow dank then then i won't sell them on my website well that's quite the endorsement um troy thank you again for coming on the show i appreciate you being here it was an awesome time i, I, appreciate I really enjoyed you, talking bro. to you um Thank you, Perry. We'll definitely have to do it again, and I'll I'll reach out to you via like text or Skype. Um, but um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show, and everybody else. I'll talk to you next week, Troy. Thanks awesome, again. Awesome, man. I hope you got some good content. Awesome, yeah. I appreciate you. Later. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the ADBD podcast. If you've been digging the show, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, leave us five stars. It really helps us out. Head over to the website. I run everything through there, so I have ads on there, so I don't have to put them onto the show. So make sure you do that. It helps me out tremendously. I really appreciate that. In the near future, we've got independent comic book creator coming on. We've got some toy creators. We've got a lot of different stuff coming up for you if you're a nerd and you just like to nerd out on all the different shit that we've been into. I mean, at this point, you kind of know what we're about. So check us out. Make sure you tell your friends if you like it. And I'll see you next week. 